0: what's really cool is the effect of the video right now yeah. with your cat. cat and when he turns his head and looks right at the camera it's like he knows that i'm looking at him it's weird oh uh, yeah but it should be weird and it should be all about black cats with really cute faces by the way he's like what's that what's he got like a muzz there with like it's the-
1: it's an orange stripe that's just part of the uh, coloring oh and- okay yeah, so it's part of the uh, tortoise shell coloring. And-
0: starting with the conversation about cats. Hmm, can Halloween be far away? <laughs> if it's the imbalanced history of rock
1: and roll starting off talking about cats. Oh, and will Glenn Danzig come up since we're talking about cats? He's a cat dude. <laughs> Not if
0: I have anything to say about it. I'm Ray Coob
1: i'm marcus goldman
0: and and you gotta tell people the name of your cat because you know they're
1: this is liberty bell hold
0: on a second here
1: and liberty bell is leaving oh great She doesn't want to be photographed of attention
0: she doesn't want to be the photograph she heard her name said no
1: i'm out yeah i'm out she's like you guys are talking about me i can feel it Ah. she's like oh look i'm not on the screen anymore
0: well the season is upon us marcus and we thought it'd be fun to have a conversation about the scary bands the music that makes your hair stand up when you hear it sometimes you only hear it like seasonally like a couple predecessors that i considered to this whole conversation screaming jay hawkins serious predecessor definitely scary
1: right oh definitely he scared people he had a very strong haunting dark voice and his music was beautiful but yes i can see where it freaked people out
2: You. Because
0: mad, mad, mad. Oh, oh. on the oh, other my. hand bobby boris pickett and the monster mash not scary
2: rocking all were digging the sounds Igor on chains back by his baying hounds the coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group the crypt kicker five they played the, match. They played the monster match it was a graveyard smash fun.
1: fun for Halloween absolutely
0: and I think that's probably why it was so popular with kids who were trick-or-treaters in my generation Although I did trick-or-treat until I was 14. Um, this time of year, everybody's a kid. Everybody has a costume. For some of us, Marcus, you know my deal. Every day's Halloween, man.
1: Totally. This month is great. I love a lot of the old novelty songs like Purple People Eaters, The Monster Mash and some of those because they were played for my generation as well. Right. We sang those songs in music class in October as well so they were part of our everyday repertoire I remember uh, you know hearing about bands like Alice Cooper and oh, how funny evil you should they bring up were bands. and Black <laughs> Sabbath and how evil they were because I was like five Six years old, four years old I'd be hearing music they'd be like Oh, you can't listen to that. It's <laughs> and that And so
0: it began This is the seed of your musical adventuring Because they went You can't listen to that And your response probably then is now Would be Oh, watch me now
1: Absolutely. And I'm afraid to say that type of stuff to my son because I know exactly what he'll do if we tell him "Mm -mm, he shouldn't (laughs) listen to that. He will listen to it. So we have to distract and and divert until he gets a hold of it. And that's all we can do at this point.
0: Oh, it's fun to be at a different stage in parenting in life, because I remember when all those things and all the other child psychology stuff was involved. You had to think about everything you said because you didn't want to hear certain words coming from that little voice in the back seat. Daddy, what's motherfucker? Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> And those questions come or he'll hear it in a song and he knows the lyrics. He'll sing it out loud. Oh boy, <laughs> what are you gonna do? I mean, we're not yelling at him and he's yeah. not in trouble for it. So it's uh we're more liberal about the music aspect. I mean, there's definitely stuff that he's not ready for and he will not get at seven and a half years old. but uh, there's stuff that he's ready for. And if there happens to be a little profanity mixed in, uh, it's artistic.
0: It's a gray area. Let's just say that. Well, you mentioned him earlier, Alice Cooper, The original scary motherfucker, uh, well beyond all the pop stuff that we were talking about before. He became part of my life, and I've talked about, you know, my history of Alice Cooper being my first concert and all that stuff on the podcast. But the thing that I really liked about it was these guys were real. You could tell they weren't, like, putting on a show like some people. They were just fucking scary and hairy. Mm And Alice wore makeup. And that really, I mean, was almost enough if they hadn't done songs like Dead Babies.
1: <laughs> Dead
0: babies can't take care of themselves.
2: Dead babies can't
1: take things
2: off the
1: ship. Or another
0: favorite of my mother's, sick things in cars rotate round my stars This is what she heard coming out of my room when I was a teenager, right? The ballad of Dwight Fry and sing along with all those other ones like I'm sure it scared her that I was singing the song Is It My Body?
1: You know? Absolutely. I mean you know we didn't have alice cooper records in our house because i was the oldest and there was my parents weren't into that at all right. i have friends who had older brothers and sisters and babysitters when i was younger who had alice cooper records i had heard them before and i thought they were cool but i guess because i didn't hear them a lot i didn't think much of it black sabbath i remember somebody playing Ble- sabbath bloody sabbath for me as a kid and being like whoa and war yeah. pigs yeah. And one of the things that really upset people about War Pigs at that time was how it was very anti-Vietnam War at a time when people were still very pro-Vietnam. And it really made people uncomfortable.
0: Well, what also made them uncomfortable, Marcus, was the feeling they got when they got hit with Iomi in drop-D tuning, right? Mm-hmm. That boom. And it was scary in sound and impact. And yes, a lot of the words were pretty scary too. And Ozzy, of course, had a huge influence as a solo artist, all the nutty shit he did, bats and the dubs and all the other stuff, and the, the part of uh, Nikki Six's book, you know, where they're at the hotel in Florida and he's sniffing hands off the ground. I mean, he never denied any of that crazy stuff, but it became legend, which also made parents more afraid Marcus oh they're coming from my boy well he's already the undead Drac speaking of the undead I fell in love with white zombie right away and I know you like them too and then Mm -hmm. what Rob's done as a scary artist right films everything Mm -hmm. that he's done is all based around horror
1: and He loves the the horror genre, I mean, big time, and I respect that. I love their music. I can see where it makes parents uncomfortable, but it's also got that same type of groove that fires up the young ones and gets them moving and grooving, and you're like, hey, this stuff makes me move. Even if it's dark and gnarly, it still feels good.
0: You know, I just thought of something. One of the elements in Zombies' music, the constant flow of uh, TV and movie clips, audio clips, right, as part of the mix might really have a lot to do with that, that scary effect that he
1: creates through audio. And, you know, along that line you have Ministry, which is heavy and just dark as fuck. Yeah. And definitely a band that upset the uh, parents of the children who were listening to it at that time. I remember hearing their happy techno stuff like Every Day is Halloween and Work for Love and Effigy. And then all of a sudden they came back with the next album and you're like, what the fuck happened to Al here? He's written some pretty heavy music over the years and it's dark and it's the subjects make you feel uncomfortable if you listen closely to some of the lyrics.
0: Which, for some of these artists, is part of the point, like Marilyn Manson. I first met him at a gig where he was opening for other bands from Interscope Records at a festival. And he was the same freaky dude off stage as he was on. And songs like Beautiful People and several others that are like antithetical anthems you want to call him that? But mainly he's a twisted motherfucker. I'll just to say that.
1: Mm-hmm. And then there's this band who's everybody's favorite vegetable, fruit, and starch. I'm talking about Corn <laughs> with a K. And that first album of theirs is dark and heavy and gnarly. That dude wrote about some serious personal stuff. When people make it that personal and then they sing it, and you feel everything that they felt, it makes you a little uh, uncomfortable and maybe scares you a little bit because you didn't experience what they might have experienced. I
0: remember getting their first record, and they were unknown, and I knew they were coming from a new affiliation through the Epic Group, right? Mm -hmm. And I listened to the record, and a lot of the songs that Cheryl had been pointing out had almost like a nursery rhyme, kind of a rhyme scheme to them, but I was really drawn to the way they sounded as a band. And I started playing ball tongue, and that's when it started selling big numbers in Philly, Without anything else, I don't think they'd even hit MTV's metal thing back then. And then other songs I love from them, like Falling Away From Me, is just so scary. Mm-hmm. And and the Narcissistic Cannibal song they did with Skrillex is pretty cool, too. I
1: like that. Yeah, it is. And, you know, that first album, I was working at the first rock station I ever worked at in Denver, and we added Blind. Blind. And, man, that music is kind of haunting as you move into it. And then when Jonathan lets go, it's pretty gnarly. That band's just firing on all cylinders right right from the get-go. Clowns, really, an upsetting, heavy song. And I I love these songs, so don't get me wrong. I'm no criticism here. We oh, no, like no, not at all. Very much. Not so at people all. People understand that, please.
0: No, we're talking about songs and bands that have heavy textures and tones, mm-hmm. that, that this time of year kind of evoke some of those feelings that you get mm-hmm. from the Halloween season. You know. Yeah. One of the bands that has no pretense about diving into all that is Iron Maiden. Adrian Smith's tone, often a topic of discussion, along with Eddie, the scariest mascot in all of rock and roll, let alone metal. They kind of projected the whole thing. And of course, Bruce with his swashbuckling tone and his air raid siren work in overtime. I think it's all pretty scary. That's why it's Mm. fun to be close to it.
1: (laughs) It's kind of cool how this music also can be as dark and heavy or haunting as it is but it still hits you in the feels and it still makes you feel good when you listen to it It gets that vibe moving in your body and in your brain it's awesome
0: funny because some bands have an overall tone that feels heavy or dark. Some people just have it in some of their songs, and that's kind of cool too. The Sevenfold, I think they have a lot of both ends of that. <laughs> Especially the song Nightmare, which fits perfectly into our discussion about things that are scary and hairy in the night. I just think the longer that A7X's legacy goes on, they're becoming one of those bands that just hangs out there with every record being extraordinary and and embraced heavily by the faithful and that's harder and harder these days i think for bands it really is no doubt the scariness it helps (laughs) there's a certain group that just hey that sounds scary to me i'm in right there's always people that will say yeah that's different that's scary i'm in yep totally you know what else i say that about a lot What? Getting a pint of Crooked Eye, our sponsors here on The Imbalance History. What do you say we roll over there and then roll on back and talk about the scariest bands in the world here at the Halloween season?
1: The fall is here and Crooked Eye is rocking in the heart of Hatboro. The Crooked Eye Band will be there every second Saturday of the month. If you follow them on Facebook, you can find out what is happening at Crooked Eye and, of course, their amazing selection of beers.
0: The brews are always delicious and experimental in many cases. Check out the board on their Facebook account. They always put a fresh picture of the board up there. And something happened recently. We've been talking about Salty Vets Barbecue, which is available on certain nights at uh, the brewery. Matt posted about uh, an incredible experience they had where they were really like pushing hard and uh, orders were overwhelming and ended up in recent weeks like two weeks before we record this had their best day ever at salty vets barbecue selling great barbecue to people and working hard doing it. It's good stuff. And it's all part of the energy there at Crooked Eye. Where you go, you make new friends, you have a good time. And whatever you want. Whether it's the tasty brews that come from the back room there at the brewery. Uh, craft cocktails. They've got wine and cider. And of course, that Salty Vets Barbecue. Always a good time to be had when you head down to Hapro and make a Crooked Eye. getting you into the halloween season mood is it a mood marcus or is it
1: something more insidious it's a vibe man totally a vibe and it's a year-round vibe like i always say for some of us every day
0: is halloween and that included our friend peter steele may he rest in peace wherever he rests because he brought so much joy in his time short as it was with his band typo negative And I know a lot of the scary factor here is uh, because of the sludge. You know, the way that they, they play everything out. It's not the guys. It's not like their attitude. I went looking for trouble. And boy, I found her.
2: She's in love with herself. She likes the dark. On her milk-white neck The devil's mark Now it's all hollow, sea The moon is full But will she trick or treat
0: a lot of it's just Peter's delivery. You know when he's that slow? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, totally. <laughs> First what? time you heard that. No, no, no. First time you heard that didn't it make the hair stand up on your neck?
1: Yeah, but in a good way. In a total good way because there was something about that music that just was exciting. I think what else helped is there was a lot of uh, very dark sense of humor in the lyrics and if you pick up on that right away you appreciate them a hell of a lot more because peter and the guys are some funny dudes and all of them have great senses of humor i miss that band i miss peter. i know
0: he's gone but i miss them all and they mm-hmm. were always fun to be around uh since we're in the roadrunner corner over here should i mention the scariest man i've ever met yeah i talked about King Diamond before. His band, Merciful Fate, certainly one of the scariest bands. There's a feeling in their music that just, it'll put a chill in you, especially if you're not familiar. And a lot of the first listens for them and for King's stuff solo have that effect on people. One Halloween, we had him come by the Rockers show. It's memorable. If Metal Mike is listening to this episode, he's nodding his head. He told the story of the eye his latest album which was the story of a woman who had been burned at the stake and she was wearing an amulet that was like an eye and the eye saw the whole thing and it was all about her coming back and seeking revenge against the people who persecuted and killed her unjustly
1: yes and similar to the salem witch trials that actually happened in europe like 30 40 years before it happened in the united states
0: I want to say is by the time he finished the story everyone in the room was like frozen on his every word and we played the next song and you could feel like everybody kind of like exhaled a little bit you know i told you he's the one person that the being around him you know get that that goofs chill you know but still an amazing was artist makeup?
1: was he in makeup when you uh saw him yes. in person? and no
0: not in the studio but when i saw him at the gig yes
1: cool i like him bet he's a cool guy i bet he's an interesting person too to talk to i bet he would be a blast to chat with
0: oh i'd love to have him on here it'd be a fun time i'm Mm -hmm. telling you maybe not as you know controversial as you think like if we could possibly have had Gigi allen on the podcast scary and disgusting Talking about being scared. I I, I'm afraid to go anywhere in the venue he's been in recently. When he was performing, you know. I don't mean now because that obviously can't.
1: (laughs) Holograms, you know, they would be 3D holograms with. Are you sure they did a proper and all that?
0: Did a proper clean down, hose down after his show. Oh, earlier we were talking about uh, something scary, not scary. I just want to say, for the record, and, and I say it in the most loving
1: way, kiss, not scary. Never were fun. Fun. But not scary. Scared parents, that was the fake outrage, early fake outrage by parents. Let's call it what it was, ridiculous fake outrage by the parents over music. So true, Marcus. So true.
0: You know who were kind of scary and shocking and schlocky all at the same time? Who?
1: One of your favorite bands, the Cramps. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Love them. Raunchy, too. I heard that. Oh, totally raunchy. Uh, sexy. yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: You know, I found a lot of things out there on the Internet when I was researching Scary Bands, and one of the things I discovered is a band that I know is real popular, I didn't realize how heavy their vocals were, heavier than I remembered. Scary too in places on a couple songs, Parkway Drive. I don't remember them but they were more alternative but this guy's voices and i feel stupid for not having his name in front of me but we're just shooting the breeze off the cuff here Mm -hmm. and i made a note to make sure i brought them up so i could play parkway drive here on the podcast (laughs) oh we're getting into the depths the home stretch here marcus just wait i got some
1: things to bring up just wait i'm
0: not waiting you should be bringing them up well, these next three all are bands that have so many songs so many songs slayer has too many songs that are scary
1: mm-hmm.
0: and guar may be the best at this whole thing because they're funny and scary and outrageous and they lampoon everything funny. But really, Slayer and Slipknot, so many songs that had that scary, weird feeling that you look for this time of year in a costume or a metal song.
1: And if you've never heard Slayer or aren't very familiar with them, watch the Seasons in the Abyss video on YouTube. You know, when we were getting ready for this list, a lot of these bands were similar bands that I was going to talk about too, but I also wanted to talk about like some of the uh, Norwegian black metal scene in the 80s because shit got gnarly there. You had the band Mayhem, and Euronymous was the lead singer. They're Norwegian black metal, Norwegian black death metal, whatever the genre is. In August of 93, Euronymous was murdered by Varg Bakerns, who is one of the bandmates in the band, and that dude ended up going to jail, and he's disrupt everything type of person. More of an anarchist black metal. He's just insane and he's done multiple uh, stints in jail. Uh huh. Um, that's real scary though. That's real life that's scary. That's like the real life scary. Yeah. And,
0: and metal I mean, scary.
1: Yeah. And metal scary too but then you have like Goat Lord and <laughs> their lead singer ended up being convicted of murder i mean just some crazy stuff like these people lived what they uh, played he lived what he played i should say but like band called Hanna tarash and their music was a little unnerving and uncomfortable there's a band from like 1982 called diamanda gallas and the female vocalist uh, has this uh, vocal style that's almost operatic and classical in some ways and it's still kind of unnerving when you hear it and it makes you feel uncomfortable The
2: devil has designed my death and is waiting to be sure the plenty of his black sheep
0: die before he
1: finds a cure Oh
2: Lord Jesus
1: Her big political thing was about the AIDS epidemic. So she wrote a trilogy on plagues and AIDS. And it's like some pretty unnerving stuff. I listened to a little bit of it. A band from 71 called Monument who did one album and it was pretty wild. A couple tunes that I heard. Dog Man uh, is one of them. And just gnarly stuff, I think.
0: And it's about stuff that's gnarly and scary and hairy. and It'll make you feel wary.
1: Wait a minute. (laughs) You're a poet and you know it.
0: Damn. But this is a long line of bands that have gone about their business just being themselves and creating this aura around them. that scares the fuck
1: out of some people. It's kind of cool. It is cool, and again, not my things at some levels, but I'm not opposed to it. If people are into it, totally cool, man. Don't hurt other people, though, man. Be cool to everybody else. You don't need to hurt anybody else.
0: That's right. Remember, rule of the pit. You always pick them up because the next guy down could be you.
1: Yep, and you don't want to get curb stomped, so pick people up and show respect.
0: Well, you're heading down some really obscure alleyways here to find the goat lord. And, yeah. and company
1: two more i can mention that i think are fantastic halloween and skeleton witch oh and the black dahlia murder that's some crazy music all fantastic and i've seen all three of those bands live great
0: halloween perfect for this time of year too i don't know how i missed <laughs> that <them. laughs>
1: and don't forget italy's Prague instrumental band goblin You know, without
0: even trying, I'm thinking of a whole bunch of what I would call the silly stuff like, you know, Frankenstein by the Edgar Winter Group. But hey, maybe that's your thing. And whatever scary stuff you've got in your head, because we've been talking about all this, send it in an email to imbalancehistory at gmail.com. We promise we'll only share it with each other unless you want us to tell the rest of the world too. But we want to know what scares you when it comes to music. When you want to Break out the music that you're gonna play at the door on Halloween to scare the fuck out of the little kids. What is it?
1: Ah! <laughs> we'll be back to tell everyone without mentioning your name. Seriously, we love to know what makes you feel uncomfortable musically, and it doesn't. Again, no judgment. Not a bad thing. It's no, just no, set- no, no, no. It's Ooh.
0: Halloween. We judge yes. costumes. We judge everything.
1: <laughs> I don't judge <laughs> Halloween costumes. I just like to look at them because most of them are pretty cool and wild.
0: The spirit of fun is what Marcus is trying to tell you. Just you know, don't worry about that stuff. We're not going to make fun of anybody except for each other, right? Usually, we yeah. make fun of each other a little bit. You know, it's fun.
1: Yeah, sometimes. but yeah, we're we're not dissing on anybody, man. Ah. What you listen to is great, and if we know music has power to heal, unite, and connect, and So whatever you connect your people with, awesome.
0: Even the scary shit.
1: We're all different individuals, and that's totally cool by me.
0: Hey, find us on social media or at imbalancehistory.com, where you can find all the episodes. Get it on your podcast app, whatever you're on. We're there. Just search. For Imbalanced History, it'll pop right up and follow us. Thanks for discovering this crazy podcast wherever you are. Thanks again to our sponsor, Crooked Eye Brewery in the heart of Hatboro. Go in and see them this holiday season. They've always got some good stuff on the board. Until the next time that we post an episode on the board here at Dark Doc Media, signing off, I'm Ray Coob.
1: I'm Marcus Goldman.
0: And this is the Imbalanced History.